Welcome back to the Two Opinionated Podcast, episode 25. This episode, we're going to explore what constitutes a healthy relationship and some red flags that may be an indication of an unhealthy one. Episode 25, Healthy Relationships. Hope you enjoy. Two Opinionated, episode 25. One Opinionated, episode 2, Healthy Relationships. So we're going to talk about what constitutes a healthy relationship, uh, making each other a priority, honesty, trust, communication, red flags, and we'll get into a bunch more. So the inspiration for me behind this topic is that I feel like there's a normalization of a lot of abnormal and unhealthy things these days, especially in reference to relationships. Let's start off with discussing relationship goals. Obviously, the specific goals are going to be different from couple to couple, but I believe there are some there are some standard goals that should apply across the board. So relationship goals, you should aspire to inspire. Your goal should be to be an inspiration to one another. If not, what's the point? It's very easy to find people that won't positively contribute to your life. That means it's worthless. It's like supply and demand. If there's an unlimited supply of something, it carries no value. It's the only reason gold holds value. It's scarcity. Diamonds, same thing. Bitcoin, same thing, right? So make sure you and the person you're with add value to each other's lives. Be an an asset to one another. Motivate, inspire, support, love and grow together. Just make sure you grow together and you won't accidentally grow apart. I feel like that happens too often. Two people are growing, two people are progressing and they they don't grow together in one lane. They, they split off and they get further and further away from each other. You two have to see each other as a team. Almost like a, almost like a us against the world mentality. Always side with the person you're with. No Will and Jada shit. Never publicly put them down, ridicule, disagree with, Shame nothing. Like you, you always have to support one another. I don't give a shit if my wife stood on stage in front of the entire world and confidently said, two plus two is seven. You're damn right it is. We're going to figure out what formula she used to arrive at that conclusion in private. But as far as everyone else is concerned right now, two plus two is seven according to us. Disagreements are not, disagreements are not for public consumption. You have to protect one another. That's just basic love and appreciation for the person you're with. So no relationship can flourish without appreciation. I remember in past relationships, trying to not do too much because I knew it would go unappreciated. Like I was, I was literally like rationing the love I showed. That's a terrible feeling. Like we should all be in a relationship where we can love unconditionally, where we can love as much as we want to where it could be constantly all day just because you're feeling it, you're just showing love without feeling like that other person's just taking it for granted. But I'm not just talking about flowers, jewelry, or presents. Like I'm talking about real actions, learning each other's love languages and making sure they feel appreciated. Like Google Google love languages and then look that up and, and ask the person you're with if you don't know. Like it may not be romantic, but at least your efforts won't be for nothing. You could think to yourself one day, like, like, man, she had a really hard day today. Like, I'm going to get her some flowers. 
And as sweet as you are for doing that, that's great. She may not give a shit because she's tired, right? Like, like in her mind, you gave her flowers, but there's still dishes that need to be done. There's still dinner that needs to be cooked. And none of that changes because you gave her flowers. So she would have felt more appreciated if you had done that, like went and did the dishes as opposed to giving her flowers. But if you don't understand her love language, if you don't understand how she feels appreciated, how you can help her out, you're not going to understand that. Part of that is just being honest with yourself and the other person. What do you need to feel loved? Like, what do you need to feel supported? What do you need to feel appreciated? And have you told them that? Or are, are you hoping that they just figure it out because, you know, we're 13 years old. This is our first relationship and sitcoms told us how we should act and what we should expect for someone else. Like they should just read my mind. Like if he doesn't know, then I'm not gonna tell him. You need to tell him or else he's not gonna know. Like don't, don't play games with your relationship. Don't wait for them to read your mind. If you really knew me, then you would know. Don't play games, like communicate. The longer you're together, you will pick those things up and you should appreciate that you pick those things up, but don't have that be an expectation. Be genuine, set boundaries, respect the other person's boundaries and have the expectation be that your boundaries are, are, are respected as well. I think that, that should be pretty standard. Sometimes those boundaries may be hard to navigate, but that's a conversation that needs to be had without any judgment. You need to be able to say what you need. You need to be able to say what you want. You need to be able to say what makes you feel safe, loved, welcomed, respected in your relationship without the fear of judgment. Like with me, um, like the smallest lie is the biggest lie. I, I know that about myself. I require 100% honesty in my relationship. I don't trust anything in this life. So I feel like if I have to question you, then I'm done. Like that's me being honest with myself and a boundary I set. I know me. I'm too paranoid to have to dissect what you tell me to find the truth. Like I don't have, I know, and I can say confidently, I don't have the heart for it. If I have to question a piece of something, I just throw the whole thing away. I don't have the energy or the effort to go dissecting through everything to say, this piece is true, this piece is false. Oh, she was lying about this, but she was telling the truth about this. Just don't lie to me. That's what I need. You have to get comfortable having those uncomfortable conversations, but they need, they need to be conversations though. It doesn't need to be a fight. It never needs to be a fight. Um, I hate when people say, like, oh, fighting is just passion. Like, I'm just really passionate. I'm passionate. I go on rants. I get all hyped up. When I talk to my mom, she's like, oh, calm down, Noah. Like, I'm not even upset. I'm just, I get passionate. So I understand that. But when you're talking to somebody that you love about you guys, about your relationship, there's no reason for it to turn into a fight. So when people say fighting is just showing passion, to me, that's an excuse. Like, that's not passion. That's, that's lack of communication skills and respect for that other person. You got to learn to communicate your differences without fighting. And it can be hard to listen and not be defensive, especially when you don't understand what the other person is upset about. But the key is to try to listen to understand. Like, don't, don't listen. She starts off here and you hear one little piece and you feel emotional about that. You're like, I'm just going to hold on to this and wait for my opportunity to talk. I'm not going to interrupt so she thinks I'm listening. I'm going to nod along so she thinks I'm listening. But I'm just waiting for my opportunity to spring back like, oh, and at the beginning of that 10 minutes that you were talking to me, I remembered you said this. And you have to listen to understand their points of view. Don't listen to reply. Try to truly understand why they're upset. 
or what the different points of view is. The best way to do that is, is from the beginning. It's going into the disagreement with the understanding that the only way to win is if you both end the conversation feeling respected and understood. You're a team. So one of you want happy while the other one is happy is wild. Like if, if you don't want the person, if you don't want the person you're with to be happy, you should just like get some house plants and leave that relationship alone. Like that's, there's, there's no need for unnecessary drama. Life is full of drama. If you're in a relationship, that means you have two times the drama. You have yours and you have theirs. You should be working on things together. But you also have two people. So you have two times the drama, but you have two people to overcome that drama, not adding to it. Life is hard, but it, it should be easier together than it is apart. We'll talk about red flags later, but I feel like if you're finding that, that life is easier, not, not on a day, not on a week or a month, not on a rough patch, but you're looking back between like a large sample of time and you're saying to yourself, man, life is a lot easier when we're apart. Life's a lot easier me being single than it is being with this person. That should be something you, you give a little bit of energy to figure out why that is. I feel like you have to make each other a priority. So fellas, like if you're, if you're not ready to put that woman above all others, that means any female friends you have, your sisters, your own mama, if you're not ready to put that woman above every other woman in your life, then don't marry her. Don't make her your wife because you're not ready to be her husband. And vice versa, ladies, if, if you don't come before all of the men, brothers and father included, don't make them your husband because you're not ready to be his wife. And don't be talking about, oh, but my daddy, now look, I'm your daddy now. Jokes aside though, it's longe if, if longevity is the goal, right? If longevity is the goal, if building something of substance is the goal, if creating a family, having a solid foundation with structural integrity is the goal, the two where you are at the top of the pyramid, and that's how it has to be. You have to create a shield together that protects that relationship because there will be things outside of that relationship that try to tear it down. So you gotta be mindful of that outside influence and obstacles. You protect your relationship, you are at the top, and nothing is above that relationship, kids included. You have to have a solid foundation so you can raise your kids. You have to have a solid foundation and a team so you can raise your kids appropriately and you can't get pit against one another. You're not putting them first. Their needs, of course, yes, but the wants, the, the solid foundation has to come from you too. So be mindful of the obstacles. Be mindful of the influences um, that may try to tear down that relationship. And that may mean other women, men trying to come in between you two. Like you got to... You got to kill that shit immediately. It's a, I feel like it's a simple mindset change. Like, like in my younger days, if I was in a if I was in a relationship, I might have been flattered if another woman came up and tried to talk to me or 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 try to get with me or try to whatever. Now I feel like like other women that try to cross that line, like I look at them as my enemies. Like think about it, you got a good thing going on. And someone's trying to come in and ruin that for you. Simplify it. It's not this woman's coming in. Oh, I have an opportunity. It's this person is trying to come in and ruin what I have going on is good for me. That's not, I'm not flattered by that. So you just got to keep it moving. I'm good. I don't want, I don't want no part of that. Stay your ass away from me. We're building over here. You coming to destroy. I'm not flattered. My guard's up. 
that interference or or other people trying to destroy what you're building can come from a lot of different places that you wouldn't even expect. You also got to be careful of jealous friends trying to ruin your relationship. You may find, especially for women, from my experiences, I'm sure it's men too, but from my experiences, sometimes a woman's friend may want to ruin your relationship because they're alone. There's a lot of outside negativity that will try to come in and tear things apart. So you have to be mindful of those obstacles and communicate with one another. That's a, that's a paramount theme through all of that is communication and not competing. Don't compete. I mean, you know, I believe playful competition is healthy. My wife and I always super competitive. We place bets on video games. We'll go outside and we'll play, we'll play a horse. We'll play basketball or I'll just shoot a shot and we'll bet money on if I'm going to make that shot just for fun. So I think that competition, we watch TV and bet on people that are just not even, it's not even a competition. People are just doing things. I bet this person lasts this long, doing whatever it is. We just, the competition is always there and I think it's fun, right? But competing about who's right all the time or, or who gets their way, like that's, that's, that's draining, right? So it goes, it goes to add to that unnecessary drama. It drains the good energy from your relationship and you're not going to have a whole lot of time for the positives if it's just always negative drama and draining behavior between you two. You can't let pride get in the way. You got to celebrate each other's successes. You're a team. Like their win is your win. It's crazy to me. Like some dudes are so insecure that they have to make more money. They're so insecure that they have to be more successful. They're so insecure that they don't want their woman to be able to stand on their own two feet without them. Like I want, when I die, my, my death to affect my wife as little as possible. Obviously it's going to on an emotional side, but financially I want her good. I want her to know how to fix the car. I want her to know how to do stuff around the house. I in no way feel like I need my wife to need me. So you celebrate those wins, celebrate those successes. You are a team again. So their wins, your win. You can't feel more important in your relationship and, and expect, don't expect support without giving the same same amount of support to the person you're with. You can't, like with me, I, I do music often. I do this often. Right now, my wife's with my son, taking care of him, and I have her support. How dare I, when she wants some time, be like, oh, what, what about Lil Noah? Like, who's going to take care of him? Me. Like, you, that support has to go both ways. Relationships take sacrifice, but everything should be in the name of us. It should be as selfless as possible. And side note, on compromise, compromise is great. Com compromise is a beautiful thing. It's necessary in any healthy relationship. But if you have to change who you are, not because you want to, but because you're told to, then it's probably not the healthiest relationship that you're in. You always have to, you always have to consider your boundaries and whether your morals are aligning or not. And a few don'ts with this, like don't do anything for the gram. Don't do shit for social media and other people is to think you're great. Let's take these photos. We just got done fighting. But let's take these photos smiling. I might, I might still have a black eye from earlier because I said something slick, but I'm going to put on some sunglasses on with the world to think that we're cute. Knock it off. Like with the couple goals and the bullshit, like trying to be the cool kids. Like not everything is for public consumption. Another thing, keep shit to yourself. It doesn't mean you can't post. It doesn't mean you can't, you know, you take a trip or whatever you do your thing. A lot of people are doing it cool. But your relationship is for you guys. If, you, if your relationship is for social media, some shit don't add up to me. And don't try to complete, don't try to compete with other people's relationships. Usually those 
like they're posting again or, or in real life like oh we took a trip here where'd you guys go like oh you guys haven't been anywhere girl look at her man like why don't you take me anywhere don't try to compete with other people's relationships usually those that find themselves in that competition have already lost and if you're happy you know you're happy they just know like you know how you feel why are you waiting for confirmation from anyone else to tell you you're happy or you're comparing against this person okay i'm happy but am i happy compared to these people like if the grass looks greener maybe you need to spend some time watering your lawn it's never relationships are never perfect and relationships are also never 50 50. you got to learn you got to learn when to be a good batman and when to be a good robin like you're going to be the the main person you're going to be the sidekick so there's going to be times where you're the leader and she's the support or she's the leader and you're the support you got to be a good leader you gotta you gotta not be a dick like you gotta have her follow along in what you're doing and and lead with confidence lead with conviction and lead with purpose she has to be able to trust you at the same time there's gonna be times where she's in charge it's her thing and you're playing robin like you gotta drop that that pride you gotta you gotta support what she's got going on it's never gonna be 50 50. you might be 90 percent of the time over this last month you're the one cooking dinner or 100 percent you are or she's doing the laundry all the time and and but she has this going on over here so right now you're picking up the slag over here it's never 50 50. what he might be sick what he might have something going on don't expect the 50 50 and 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 if you're if you're keeping score you're only sabotaging your relationship by doing that there's not a score if you both work you both know you work hard my wife She'll, she'll 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 tell me how she wishes she did more through the day like i wish she would take a break i know she works her ass off so for me like if she spent all day sitting down cool like I, I i beg her for that like relax like you do too much right i'm not gonna ever question her work ethic i'm never gonna question what she has going on and i'm not gonna keep score oh i did this what have you done today that's bullshit so women 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 and men are very different though you know as and individuals are very different so it's un, it's understanding what each, each of you brings to the relationship and valuing those attributes and the contributions like back in the day or even now like women who play a more like traditional role in the family of taking care of the kids managing the house and being the glue that holds everything together are grossly underappreciated i say that for a fact, especially now having a son and watching my wife, but just knowing what my mom did, seeing what, what work goes into it. Like I spent two hours alone with my son and I'm like, like, where's my wife? Like, you got to come in here. Like, it's hard. It's a lot of hard work. And I think that's why everything got messed up in the first place. Like back from when women traditionally were at home and men were workers, because men would come home and they would underappreciate their wife for everything she does. Like, it's not just sitting at home watching TV. Like there's a lot of shit that goes into that. So fellas, if that's, if that's the role your lady plays, put some value on that because ain't nothing going to tear that entire relationship down faster than someone in it, not being appreciated for what they bring to the table. I'm not appreciated for bringing this to the table. I'm bring a little bit less. And then maybe when I do pick it up, you'll appreciate what I brought because you weren't appreciating it before. I feel like it's human nature to stop working when people aren't appreciating the work that's getting put in. And real quick, it's 2022. I feel like this concept is foreign, so I want to address it. I don't care what she said. I don't care what she did or she does or how emotional you are or how she makes you feel. You leave that relationship before you ever consider putting your hands on a woman. You can feel like she's the biggest bitch. It doesn't matter because the truth is 
the moment you put your hand on a woman, the only bitch is you. A man can never hit a bitch. The moment you do it, you're the bitch. The moment you do that. So just leave that relationship. There's no point to do it when you get to that point. Look what she makes me do. Look how, how mad, how, how angry you make me. Is it possible to win that situation? If you feel that badly, just leave the situation. Take ownership. So that goes with that. Take ownership of your actions. Take ownership of how you feel. If you're feeling that badly, take ownership and take action. Your triggers are called your triggers for a reason. Like That's not to say the person you're with can't or shouldn't help you overcome them. But those are your triggers. Same as, same as your anger, your addictions, bad habits, whatever. Like that, that's yours to own and overcome. Like it's not for you to blame the one you're with for triggering you or, or making you act a certain way. If they got that much control over you, we got a, we got a much bigger conversation that we need to have. Like take your ass to rehab, seek anger management, counseling, some self-reflection, put the work in. Even if, even if those things stem from traumas you had earlier in your life as a child, as whatever it is, it doesn't have to be your fault to make it your responsibility to fix it. That's on you. And when something is your fault, just own it. You're not perfect and there's no room for a narcissist in any healthy relationship. You have to be able to, to stand on it and say like, look, I was wrong here. I made a mistake here and move on. Forgiveness should be a core concept in any healthy relationship along with, along with trust and communication. So moving forward from a mistake with a solid foundation shouldn't be the hardest thing to do. But if you have, if you have to, you have to respect the fact that forgiveness has boundaries. Like there's no forgiveness without changed behavior. And on the flip side, like once you forgive somebody, like once you forgive that person, you can't go throwing it back in their face later. Like to forgive is to let go. And you keep, if you keep bringing it back up, you clearly haven't forgiven them. And it should go without saying, but it doesn't. So I'll say it. The person you're with now is not your ex. They're not responsible to make up for the wrongdoings of your ex, the time you wasted on your ex, the mistrust your ex earned does not get passed to the next person you're with. We should learn from those past relationships and apply the new boundaries, prevent ourselves from repeating the same mistakes and grow from those experiences, but not hold what your ex did against the person you're currently with. If you find yourself doing that, that may be a sign that you're not, you're not fully healed from that past relationship and you need to take time to work on things yourself. And that, lead, that leads me to some red flags. So these would be red flags that you're, you may be in an unhealthy relationship. It may be either time to reevaluate that relationship, make some changes, or leave that relationship overall. Like it's just time to go. So one of them would be control. Like if, one, if somebody's trying to control somebody, and this is one... I can say I was guilty of in the past for sure. I remember being in relationships that I felt like I needed to control what she did or or who she did those things with. And it's only in hindsight that it makes sense to me now. Like, like that was a red flag that we weren't right for each other. Like we didn't we didn't have the same morals, we didn't have the same values, we didn't have the same view of right and wrong. And so for her, like don't be with a guy that's controlling. For me, like, don't be, don't be with a woman you feel like you need to control. And this is all vice versa, of course. Our values didn't align. So 
now that I'm married and I've been in a relationship approaching seven years, it makes a lot more sense. I never once feel the need to control my wife because I truly respect who she is. And it's hard, like, like, she's, had, like she's had no desire to do anything. I would feel the need to control because our values align. So if you're the one being controlled or you're the one trying to control the other person that you're with, I would take a step back and evaluate the relationship, which is hard because of emotions. But this is this back and forth game of control worth it? Like sometimes that that love, that emotion, that that clouds your judgment, and you will allow things that you shouldn't allow. You will concede in ways that you shouldn't have conceded. And I was never right in controlling. I'm just saying I realize that now. That was me trying to make somebody be somebody who she wasn't, and that was wrong of me. But it's you have to recognize that and say. You know, like you want it to work so bad that, that you're trying everything you can. Well, if she could just change like this, if I could just change like this, but it just wasn't working. So even if they allow you to control them, you got to know your values and know that they don't align. And is that something you can see, see a healthy future with? I would say almost always no, but only you can answer that question. But do, you favor, do yourself a favor and ask it. So control, another way people control is isolation. Another red flag to look for. Does the person you're with try to keep you away from your family and friends? That can look like excluding your family from special moments or trying to move you away from everyone so they can control you and they can keep you away from people. That's something I've, I've been very mindful of since my wife and I moved away. We were together for about a year. We moved 700 miles away from all of our family. And it was important for me because I know she moved for me. I, I needed to leave California. And I know she moved for me. So I wanted to be very mindful of her not, I didn't want her to feel like I was trying to take her away. I didn't want her to feel like I didn't want her to have a relationship with her family and friends. Um, it was important to me that she knew I was in support of those relationships and that I didn't want that control. Another red flag would be if the person you're with is overly critical. If you feel like you're, you're always wrong in your relationship and you can't do anything right or that, that you're made to feel like you're not good enough we're not smart enough. It's a huge red flag if you feel like the person you're with treats you like you're beneath them. Also, if your success, if your dreams, if your goals or ambitions are seen as less than theirs, if it's always, you're told to make that take the back seat, that's an indication that you're in an unhealthy relationship as well. We've touched on this one a little bit earlier uh, when talking about communication, but if everything's a fight, screaming, cussing, if you, if you can't talk to each other with respect, name calling, and then especially if, if things ever turn physical, like that's not a sign, if things turn physical, that's not a sign, that's a definite indication that you need to get away. Like that's a relationship ender. There's never a right time for violence in your relationship. And there are dedicated domestic violence supports near you that I hope you take advantage of if you ever find yourself in that situation. The last red flag that I'm going to touch on, uh, this one's more broad, but still very important. If your morals don't align, that's going to be, it's going to be a huge red flag that encompasses almost everything we've discussed that encompasses almost everything you will encounter in life. Um, your morality will lead your decisions and the way in which you choose to treat one another. Your morals are your foundation. So if your morals don't align, 
that's like investing everything you have in building your empire on on a failing foundation i'm not telling you what your morals should be that's on you but if you don't if your morals don't align with the with your partner with the person you're with that's a huge red flag that you're gonna eventually run into a crossroad and it's gonna be your morals or their morals if they don't align your existence will be miserable trying to make it work with the wrong person so you have to you have to ask yourself a lot of questions when going through a relationship when building a relationship sometimes holding on is strength and sometimes letting go is i'm going to close with this this will be the last one your relationship is your relationship what's right for you isn't going to be right for everyone it's like i tell people like i try to be very careful giving specific advice because I don't know all the ins and outs of any relationship besides my own. And what's right for you may not be right for someone else. So it comes down to what you feel is right for you. Like, what are you willing to endure? Is the relationship you're, you're in worth the effort? And do you feel respected, valued, loved, and appreciated? There are core elements of a healthy relationship, as well as universal toxic traits and red flags that would signify you deserve better. The answer to a lot of these questions lives inside every individual's heart and mind. But since we're exploring the questions, I hope everyone can apply their answers. Honestly though, sometimes the only question that matters is, do I know my worth? To Opinionated, episode 25, Healthy Relationships. See y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Too Opinionated. Episode 25, Healthy Relationships. Make sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss episode 26. As always, much love to my brother Cryptic for the background instrumental. We'll be back same time next week.